Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Kevin Kelly dominated high school football in Arkansas, winning nine state titles in 18 years at Pulaski Academy. He's now turning his attention to dominating the airwaves on the zone. He's brought to you by the Little Rock Athletic Club, who's currently building a state-of-the-art indoor pickleball facility. Little Rock Athletic Club. No contracts and save 30% off joining fees. Coach, yeah, not good timing on the whole announcement. Um, who was the best assistant coach in your mind? Which, yeah, which? He, uh, let me let me just say, oh my, I'm laughing. I just it, when you're three and something, job. you're like, he has done a good job, especially yeah. compared to where they were. Yeah, the well, improvements there, all that stuff. And God knows we wouldn't have been in the Mississippi State game if it wouldn't have been, you know. And they did a nice job. Let me there. ask you this: Who's had the? Who's got the best unit? Who's done the best? Who's got the best unit of anybody in America? <laughs> Honestly, I would say with Dan Lanning being an all, you know, a defensive guy, his offensive staff at Oregon has been fantastic. Okay. Now it takes a lot of the head coach going, "Hey, I'm still going to let you be you," because a lot of times those defensive guys will come into an offensive team like Oregon and go, "Hey, I want you to slow this thing down because I don't want to give them a lot of possessions, make it look like they're scoring a lot of points, right? Because it makes them look bad." But he just said, "Hey, I'm going to step in, and make the defense better, and let you guys do you because it's been so good on offense for the years." So. To me, right now, that's the best offensive staff, whether you want to give credit to the offensive coordinator or a guy getting a quarterback in that transferred in and doing a good job with him as a quarterback coach. Those are your guys right there. What about LSU's offensive coordinator? Man, I, I mean, you know, I don't know if that's coming from him. I don't know if that's coming from him or Brian Kelly. They're very distracting on the radio, Wes and Justin. They're, they put food out here, I mean, and, they, and the smell – is getting and it's getting me too. But, yeah. but you got to focus, fellas. You got to focus. I asked you a question. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for you to talk for like <laughs> 20 did, minutes. You didn't, which I usually do. Go ahead. Take but no, you do. You you know, uh, I think that uh, the the staff at, at, at like I said, the staff at Oregon, and then who'd you ask me about? I've already forgotten. LSU. Oh, LSU. I love, I love what they're doing down there offensively, and I'm a big fan of Jaden Kelly's. I think he's the. I mean, Jaden Daniels. I think he's the best quarterback that's going to come out in the draft if he comes out. I'd take him over Caleb Williams. I think wow. he plays within the system, but he he plays quarterback first, run second. But their staff has done a really nice job on offense. But then again, if you look and you go, well, if it comes down to that, Oregon's one of the top teams in the country, has a chance to finish, you know, make the playoffs. Obviously, LSU does not, and I think that separates if you're going to do. But but those two staffs, I think, have done as good a job as anybody in the country. It amazes me, Coach, as I watch um, Jaden Daniels play. And honestly, Milrow, too, even though he's not as accomplished as a passer, they're running by dudes like they're playing a bunch of high school kids. It's These are the best athletes in collegiate football, and they're running by them like they're standing still. Does it? Do you marvel at it? Are you impressed by what they're doing? I marveled at Jaden Daniels' 85-yard run. I didn't, I've not seen that gear from him. I mean, I knew he was quick because you got to go at quarterback from 0 to 60 quick a lot of times. Because you're standing in the pocket and guys are chasing you around, but but he turned it on. And you're right, Milro looks like a he looks like a deer running, but he looks like a moose in the deer with the deer speed. That's what I think of him. Jaden Daniel looks graceful when he runs, but he looks smooth. It's not it's effortless and all that. And he was really fast. And that's just 
Milrow is not on the same level, obviously, as a, as a passer. Right. You know, if you look at his accuracy, he'll hit a receiver, but he'll throw it behind him. The guy has to slow down to catch it on a crossing route, and that causes you not to have to run after catch. Daniels is much better there. But, again, Milrow, I think, takes one look, and then he's running because he knows he's big enough and strong enough to run through people, around people, and over people. And I think Daniels wants to be a passer first, and that's why I like him a little bit better. But you're right. It's amazing that those two guys aren't cornerbacks. I mean, you know, fastest guys on the team are usually receivers' corners. And those two guys are running past defensive backs. It's not fair. And you shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, quarterback. It's really not fair. Uh, Kevin Kelly joining us. We're here at Doze Place. Yes, there's steak. Yes, there are. Uh, I love the fries with the skin on them. They're so good, dude. Um, and I would like for you to eat, Coach, but you're going to have to talk some more. That's okay. I'll talk while you guys eat. Then you I, I respect well, so. your discipline. What's your problem? I was going to ask him a question. Oh, okay. Was that your signal? Yeah. You held your meat up at me? <laughs> Quit waving your meat in my face. It got your attention, didn't it? Yeah, anytime a guy waves his meat, my, his meat in my work. face, I do pay attention to it. What do you got? What did I'm you saving that Saturday Chuck. with Arkansas? What did I? What did I see? Yeah. You know the word. The, the word. No, the word is uninspired. I just thought we looked uninspired on both sides of the football. I thought, you know, and on top of that, I like, and I hate to say, no, no, I like to say I told you so. You know, I told, I said on here on the radio before the Florida game, there'll be a spark. There always is when a change, because both. Coaching staff, I mean, the coaching staffs will be like, golly, they fired a guy. We could get fired if we don't do our job. So everybody gets it together that week, and they're holding their kids accountable, make them stay in film longer, you know, paying more attention to detail in the practice field. Then after you get that big win, there's that letdown, and that's what happened last week. And, and, and what I saw was a team that reverted back to the way they were two weeks ago, not the Florida game. You would hope they would get some momentum. Man, winning, that was awesome. We've got a coach like that again because I will guarantee you there is a difference on the field and in the meeting rooms the week of the Florida game after the firing of Dan Enos. And then I can't guarantee you, but I bet you it, was, it reverted back to the way it was after that. There's that letdown, but there's also that, okay, we got that done. We got through that week. Now let's let's go. Plus they had the off week going into the Florida game. Right. But, but, but what I wanted to see was a little more continuation – of what we did offensively, right? I mean, KJ ran the ball against Florida pretty well. We ran, we, we, we threw the ball. We did. It looked like a few different things. It looked like at times he got the ball out a little faster. You wanted to see progress, and we saw reversion. They reverted back to what they were doing, and, and that's what you can't do. You can't take one step forward and one step back. You have to take two steps forward to take one step back, and we didn't do that. I, I'm not I told you so guy, but I did try to – warn everybody last week i'm like auburn is getting better and while i was driving around yesterday taking my son to the doctor i heard wesley on the air auburn was getting better and i'm like i tried to tell you you knucklehead you didn't want to hear it all you kept talking about was how crappy their quarterback was i also said that he would look like a heisman trophy winner and they were bad i had not watched them in a couple weeks three four weeks and i watched the first quarter they've beaten bad competition but they've dominated bad competition down the stretch and i include this last weekend, unfortunately. When they played Cal, they looked as bad on offense as I've seen an Auburn team ever look, maybe. They really did. Yeah. But I will say, you know, what was disturbing, and, and, and this is what uh, another reason that, you know, when our defensive staff has somebody that's put up for a mega award, last week they looked completely unprepared for their quarterback to run the zone read. 
completely unprepared. Well, that was and the first time they run it all year, right? And he just tore. But you should. But there's certain things you have to work on I'm a joking. little bit all week. I'm assuming they've run that before last I, Saturday. Well, not as effective as they did. Well, but I mean, but for you to not be prepared for a simple play like that, whether you think the guys can do it or not, because you maybe looked at him and go, ah, he's not going to hurt us with that. Well, he will if you don't play it at all. If you just have your ends crash down on the running back and he pulls it and looks up and there's nobody within seven yards of him, you know, me, uh, us three could run it. But well, that, that was what was really disappointing. Like crazy. How do you not make an adjustment? I mean, as soon as that first series is over and you go over on defense, you're like, hey, D end, you cannot chase the running back. You have to stay home for the quarterback. And I think that completely I, – I think it knocks off three touchdowns of theirs if we play yeah. that better. Well, then Arkansas only loses by, like, 17. That would have been great. <laughs> I thought one of the big keys for the Auburn game was they put a spy on KJ, and Florida didn't. And why teams don't put a spy on on, on KJ makes zero sense to me. Well, and you're right. For KJ, yes. Well, could you do that on, on Jaden Daniels? No, because you can't take a guy out of your passing game to spy him. Yeah. But with KJ, you can right now until we make you pay for it. And that did surprise me, too. And, and you know, I, I, I think that – uh, if we could pass well enough, that's what you have to do as an offensive coordinator. You look and go, okay, if they're going to use that guy, we can throw it to spy KJ. And if they're not, then we'll run KJ. And that's what you're going to have to do. And for teams to to commit the guy to him right now is obviously the smart play because we haven't shown that we can throw the ball effectively enough. Heck, they might be able to put two guys on him, and maybe we couldn't throw it well enough. I don't know. Is there a scenario where Florida International makes this week interesting? Zero scenario. Okay. This is a team. I, I watched them two games just getting ready for this game because I thought, is there a way that they can, you know, Western Carolina us and make it look ugly and maybe be better because they're Division One, they're FBS. I don't think there is. I watched them, and they're, they look completely inept. Okay, let me ask you games. this. What's more likely? Florida International plays Arkansas within 17. The line is 29.5, I think, most recently, or 30. I think at Oakland I saw. Down to 28.5. It was 30 at Oakland last night when I looked because it was down nationally. I looked at it last night, but it may be under there now. I think um, I think there's a lot of disgruntled Razorback fans who are probably pouring money into Florida National, <laughs> so right. I won't split hairs over it. it. Let's just say it's four touchdowns. So what's more likely, Florida National plays Arkansas within 17 or Arkansas beats Missouri? <laughs> That's a really good question. Thank you very much. Sounds really good. I, I think, honestly, I think it's more likely that, God, this sounds awful coming from me because everybody knows who I am. I mean, these guys got beat by Jacksonville State. These guys are bad. Hey, Jacksonville State's got rich, brother. Well coached. They're they, they may be. Yeah, they just played somebody really well. Jacksonville State. I know, but you that's 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 like a very was it South Carolina battle of the Cox? Yeah, ja- that's, that's what it was. Played, yeah. yeah, it was a good game. The, a close game. I think it's more likely that a double entendres that well that they play within seventeen. Yeah. That's probably more likely a okay. little bit. But I think Arkansas, the, the Arkansas-Missouri game, I think it's one of those that's just a weird game. Missouri beats the crap out of us usually, even when they shouldn't and we think we're better. I think this may be the year that Arkansas plays them way better than they should because it's, it's here's why. When you know you're not going to a bowl game yep, and you know it's your last hurrah yep. and you know I'm about to go into the transfer portal or I'm thinking about it if you're a player, you go out there and give it your all so that last game is when everybody remembers you by and now, is that the right or the wrong reason to play well? You know, you, you think that for yourself. But care. that is what happens yeah. a lot of times. The whole season, hey, guys, we're all, you know, everybody knows. It, it goes without saying. In the locker room, 
all those guys already know who's going in the transfer portal. Right. They already know that. And at the end of the season, when the coach walks, I mean, the last game of the season, when the coach walks out on the on the Friday after the walkthrough, those guys are like, all right, we're going to get it together. We're going to get after it. I don't, you know, we're all coming together. And they're going to act like they're family one last time, and everybody knows some of them are leaving. But they're going to get after it because they want to leave their mark and leave that last game on film and all that kind of stuff. Kevin Kelly joining us again, courtesy of the Little Rock Athletic Club. We're here at Doe's Eat Place. If you're hearing a lot of background noise because people are smashing burgers and steaks and tamales and whatever else they get their mouth on. Um, I, I, I understand it. Like, you got to schedule a non-con game. I just wish they wouldn't do these this late in the season. you got a stinker of a weekend, generally. Other than you got Georgia-Tennessee, which is a good game, potentially. Although Tennessee took it on the chin last week by, by Missouri. But you got Louisiana Monroe going to Ole Miss, puke. Southern Miss going to Mississippi State, yuck. Although they could win, I guess. Um, New Mexico State at Auburn. New Mexico State's 8-3. and three. That's that. That's that Jerry Killian guy. Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill done yeah. a great job. Who literally almost died during a coaching on the sideline. Like two or three enough. times, he had to leave Minnesota sideline. Uh, Florida International at Arkansas. Um, Florida's at Missouri. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Kentucky, South Carolina. All right. And Georgia. Well, what I tell you, South Carolina is the second most disappointing team in the league this year. Huh? They really are. And then Georgia State at LSU. Puke. I mean, Georgia State's not bad, but I don't know why we're playing these games now. Henderson and Washita should scoot back their game to a week every year when nobody good's playing just to see if they can somehow get college game day down there one time for the – I've been pushing for it for years. The problem is – Playoffs start this week. Yeah, it's postseason. I know, yeah. It is a bummer, though, but it would have been – I mean, there are years where it would have been a lot of sense. This would have been a year where it made it's a lot of sense. It's just one that I think is cool for everybody to see. It would have been they, incredible. They literally walk across the street. I do think people nationally would get into it. I think, I think they would so dig cool. it. They, they've done some one-offs like that with yeah, smaller they have. schools. they have. Let me get a couple calls in here quick, and then we'll uh, delve into some other items with Coach. What's up, J.W.? Hey, sorry, man. Cramming my face for It's okay. Mullen? Oh, well. Welcome okay. to the club. Hey, I want y'all to help me understand something. This is just the question today. This is not J.W. Brand. So, um, Mississippi State fired their coach. They come in here and beat us with lesser players. They're four and six. They're one game better than us. They get fired. Texas A&M, they're, they're going to the bowl game no matter what, and their coach gets fired. Okay, because they, they, apparently they have standards. Now, tell me why two teams. No, they have came money. In here, they have money, not standards. This money. State does not have money, so don't hold that. They don't have, they're not they paying have off money. Leach. They, Leach have died. Athletes. And their coach that they just hired, they don't have to pay him off to fire him because they, he no, got nothing. They do have to pay him off. But the buyout's not outrageous. It's a few million bucks. A few million compared to 18? Why, they, why in the world that they gave that guy a $4 million buyout is beyond me. It was, it was an experiment from get day one. He was lucky to have the opportunity. We close that door. He was lucky to have the opportunity. He was certainly not in line. That's the thing, JW. They had to patch together a situation, so they're completely unreal. It's apples and watermelons. And yeah, it's completely the A and M situation and the, and the deal I, over it at Mississippi State are completely question? different. What? Can I, can I finish my question? Yep. Okay. So. They're getting, they're getting fired. They're getting let loose. They have a better record than us. They come in here on homecoming with lesser players and beat us. My question right. is, why are we keeping San Pittman? What do you see in San I just, I just answered it. I just interrupted you and answered no, it because I knew what done. was coming. Your wife comes in and says, I want this $3 million Thanks. house. What are you going to say? We can't afford that. I can't buy that for you. I'm sorry. I love you, but I can't. we can't do it. It's the same thing. Money. It's all about money. 
JW, it's the same thing with you every day, so you got to get some new material, bud. I don't want to talk about why Arkansas doesn't meet the standard of other schools or why Arkansas allegedly in your mind doesn't think that they should have a winning football program and they're willing to tolerate whatever. It's the same thing with you every day. I get it. Let's see what happens at the end of the year here. And Arkansas certainly did get added pressure put on them with having divisional foes or at least league foes going forward uh, make moves here. And obviously Arkansas is not in – Really, I mean, you look at it, they're not really in a lot different shape than those two schools are, and they're not making a move right now. Arkansas, it seems, it really does seem in the past, in football, basketball, whatever, Arkansas, although you would think we got tons of money booster-wise, right, with Walmart up there and Tyson's, those guys rarely, if ever, step up and get involved in that, maybe because of just what it would appear to be like on the outside. Like, Walmart doesn't want to be like, you know, a, a, we're, we're picking the coach. Or Tyson, like we're picking the coach. Although in the past, Tyson's name has come up, you know, when coaching searches have been done. But nothing's been nothing credible's been done. But to me, if Arkansas is going to do something with Pittman, it's easily justified to spend university money. And here's how: How much are you going to lose if this continues financially? Not going going to the playoffs, going to a bowl game, you can make money. Going to uh, ticket sales. Uh, all these things that you can make money on, it's an investment by getting rid of a coach. And I'm not saying you should or shouldn't right now. It's an investment getting rid of a coach if it's going to cause you bigger picture. It's going to benefit you bigger picture, bigger picture financially in the future because if, of it. If I'm Tyson, I will say fine. I will write you a nice big chicken money check if you're going to get a guy that I think is going to win. Who are you going to get? Me and so, the thing is, you so. don't fire Sam Pittman unless you got somebody waiting. Because Agreed. to me... That's a silly move, and you don't, like A&M, have buckets and buckets of oil money, right? Right. And you just just answered the question that an AD has to have. What an AD has to do is he has to go, can we get somebody better? And the answer has to be yes. It can't be maybe. It's got to be yes. When I was at PA and I was the AD, parents on drop of a hat want somebody fired. You know, some of them wanted me to fire myself. No joke. I had a parent take me out to lunch one time and say, I want you to fire yourself. You can stay the AD, but I don't think you should be the football coach anymore. And I'm like, well, the question I ask you, whether you wanted a basketball coach fired, the track coach fired, whoever, is do you know that we can get somebody better? Well, surely, the, no, 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 no. Surely there is is not a definitive answer. Can we get somebody better? If you can't, then don't fire them. But if you know you can, that's when I think you put the money in no matter what and do that. And right now, it's either the timing or they don't think they can get somebody better. I don't think it's a financial deal. I think it's timing or are we sure we can get somebody better to come to the University of Arkansas right now for what they're willing to pay them because what is that, eighth or ninth best in the league? If you could get Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins a double his salary and you can bring him in tomorrow, I'll write the check. If you don't, then you have to give me somebody that I'm just as intrigued by. I do like what you said about Tyson. If I do write that check, and he can write it. Wouldn't it won't affect him once for one instant, one little bit? Right. Then I do think they get to say, okay, and tell me who you're going to get before I write it. Right. And, and and that way I'm not picking him, but I'm sure not writing my check if I don't believe in it. That's the caller we had yesterday that was speculating. The word was that Tyson was willing to write that check if Gus was the man. He's always supposedly he's always been a Gus man. Oh God! And I do know I do know from talking to Gus that they you know they're you know they're they're, they've had a relationship. So you know there may be truth to that, maybe not. I I doubt that Tyson would also not write it if we could get a Gruden or if we got a somebody improved. Yeah, somebody improved. I don't think he's tied to one guy. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he uses that name as somebody. That's probably one of the ones that I mean, UCF's not having a great year this year. 
Arkansas but he d- believes in that guy. I don't need Arkansas to meet its soulmate. I just need him to have somebody who's a viable, viable option. Yeah. Doesn't have to be Musselman. I don't need a Musselman-like relationship. I just need somebody who can win seven games a year. Can I do that? Is that asking too much? I think a minimum of seven. Yeah, I don't think you're going to win it, a lot more than that. I mean, well, if you're in Columbia, Missouri, and you're putting that team together and you can win pretty fairly consistently, yeah. how can you not win in the University well, of Well, let's, let's see how they do when they're having to play LSU and Alabama and the other schools out of the West on a more regular basis, too. Missouri's recruiting well. I mean, they're, they're dominating St. Louis, Kansas City. That helps. A lot when you you have that in your backyard and you're having success under those two cities. Yeah, have you a, been to Columbia, Missouri lately? Well, it's just tough. They do have better in-state talent as West Point. At in Missouri, yeah, St. Louis have, and Kansas City. I just told you. I, That's I, where I, they're no, getting no, no, their no, guys. I know, I, I, I know. St. Louis and Kansas City are it, and that doesn't dominate the state of Arkansas. You will never sell me that the state of Missouri overall. Has better talent than Arkansas. You have Arkansas. two giant metro areas that are producing talent every year. You don't have that here. You're not getting more out of St. Louis and Kansas City than you are the, the entire state of Arkansas? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, because this year is a decent year. where they got six from Arkansas. i got to think there's more than six out of St. Louis and Kansas City. I, I think there's more in Arkansas that are, that, are not, that are being overlooked or not being seen because – People in this state, we get coaches out of state. When Houston Nutt was here, for governor. when we no, when Houston Nutt was here, and I'm not a fan of Houston Nutt, but when Houston Nutt was here, we were for like two out of three years, we were the number one state per capita in Division One players coming out of the University of in football, and I think we still have that capacity, we still have that talent level, but I don't think it's being nurtured. You uh, by Arkansas State not picking any Arkansas guys very much or very often like they it, it that makes us look worse than we are i think university doesn't go matter of fact i think guys that other people are taking arkansas oftentimes doesn't even offer because they want them to get preferred walk-on because yeah. they're middle of the line guys or what they think they're middle of the line guys they're, if they're getting division if they're getting division one offers for scholarships elsewhere why aren't they taking them because they think, because the way they sell it, it drives me insane. This isn't just Sam Pittman. This is all staffs. They sell that PWO like it's a promissory note to get a scholarship the next year. And once they've got you up there, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do anything. And they very, 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 very rarely, and I mean very, like single-digit percent, do that. And the ones we see are the ones where they'll celebrate in the spring when they give one to a guy that's on ESPN or on the news. And you don't see the hundreds of others that don't. Well, and, and, and that, that's why I'll go to my grave. Saying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side with Wes on this, and I think Kansas City and St. Louis is a significant product, uh, place of, of, of talent, and you're getting a lot of talent out of there potentially. However, I will also say, and I think you would agree with this, Arkansas should be able to recruit on par with Missouri, even without that. I do too, and maybe and maybe I'm bi- I'm going to give you all a little credit. Maybe I'm biased on the coaching in Arkansas because I have been up. Schools in Missouri have had me up to watch their games, sent me their film, brought me up to talk to multiple staffs. And if you took the top hundred high school teams, including Kansas City and St. Louis, you took the top hundred teams in in Missouri and made them play the top hundred teams in Arkansas. Whoever you ranked, them. we have a hundred teams. Yeah, we have like three hundred teams, but. You took the 100 top 100 versus the top 100. We would demolish them. Okay. Interesting. And maybe we're just better coaches. That may be. Yeah. But we would demolish them. Let me get a couple calls in here real quick, and we got to hit a timeout. Hooper, what's up? What's going on, guys? <clears throat> Man, y'all just kind of answered several of my questions, but I really just kind of got a short one and then a statement real quick, kind of my two cents. But 
right now, if things play out the rest of the year the way they're supposed to, a win at FIU, we, you know, get our butts whooped by Missouri, what are what do y'all just straight up think? Do you think Pittman stays or do you think he goes? I couldn't hear you. I think it's, he said, he brought up a few facts, but he basically said this. If Arkansas ends up getting whipped by Missouri, simply put, do you think then, at the end of the year, if that happens, do you think Pittman stays or do you think he goes? Yeah, if the year I think Arkansas stays, is going to get whipped by Missouri. The way, yeah, if the year plays out the way that it goes, because I've got a statement after this real quick. If it goes out the way that it goes out, you know, we lose, we win all against FIU, and then we get beat against Missouri. Plays out how it's supposed to do you think Pittman stays, or do you think he goes? I think I think it's I think it very likely could play out the way you think. We're going to beat Florida International. Maybe Missouri beats us. Probably whips us. The way it looks now, I I, I personally think we might play them close, but it does. Here's what I think is going to. Here's what I think it's going to be determined by. If if they go and they talk to Sam, and he says, you know what, I'm about ready to quit anyway, but I can't step down because I don't get my buyout. If they go, hey, look, step down, we'll still give your buyout. We won't make it public. You look like the hero of, you know, I'm not getting it done. I'm going to step down and save the state some money. But he didn't say that this week. He I said, know, well, I'm he can't to say it during the. He can't. You can't say it as a coach with two games left when you got players on your team. You would have. They would be running. They would be running to the portal before you even got a chance to address them as a university. That may be fair. Okay. I, I just don't think you can do it right now. He could not do it right now. Yeah. I heard they I were doing the it, one, but can't, you, you can't do it right now. I think the one thing that we as a university do and as race, well, not fans don't really have anything to do with it, but as a university, because you're exactly right, it all comes down to money, 100%. And they made a comment yesterday morning on the show, and I don't know if it's a rumor, I think it's what it was, was about how Eurotech made a few phone calls to see if they were willing to find some owners to pay Pittman's buyout. And they were unable to, you know, find anybody. I think those were just rumors. But I think it does come yeah. down to money. And in my opinion, I think the University of Arkansas has got to ask themselves, what are our expectations? What do we want out of our football program? Are we tired of buying coaches out? Are we tired of dealing with a Brett Bielema and then a Chad Morris? And then now here we are on those tracks for a, for a Sam Pittman. Or do we need to, like y'all just talked about, do we need to finally, what are our expectations? Do we need to finally shell out that money to finally buy a big-name coach like a, a uh, you know, Gus Malzahn or a Lane Kiffin possibly was in the talk? Or, I mean, we even, they all mentioned it several times, and I don't want to get on the train. I'm talking about this specifically for recruiting, but even uh, Deion Sanders, he's looking for a big-time job. Bring him to a school like Deion. Arkansas who's, you know, he think about the recruits that just him coming to the SEC would bring to Arkansas. Sure. Would it be a change yep. for what the University of Arkansas is used to? 100%. Yep. But he would bring every five-star recruit that, that's ready to play to the University of Arkansas. Look, and think about here's the deal. Listen, I appreciate the call. Here's the deal. I'm not entertaining this. I, I do this every time we get in this situation with the program. I'm not entertaining this. When the guy gets fired, we'll talk about sub- substitutes, okay? They don't, have a, they don't have a firing. They don't have an opening. So I don't want to do this. we got eight other shows we're going to do on that. Once he gets fired, if they fire him or he walks away. I cannot do this. I cannot entertain this. Please stop calling the show with suggestions for who should be the next damn head coach when there isn't even a freaking opening yet. Stop. I don't want to hear it. Knock it off. I really don't. It's a waste of time. Quit it. And you're not getting Deion Sanders. Quit being a goof. Anyway, you had a guy You had a guy that was not a can't-miss guy in Chad Morris. You had a guy in Sam Pittman who was not a can't-miss guy. You better get a guy who's a can't-miss 
Everybody on earth with half a brain will go, that's a great hire. You better hire than if you're going to dump Pittman, you better do that. I'd agree with that. Thank you. I Frank, thought Bielema was, though. Bielema was a good hire at the time. Hey, they were lucky to have Hypothetically, him. if they do get rid of Seth, I'm just kidding, Justin. That's a <laughs> Gotta go. I got steak, Dave. We'll be back. <laughs>